Chapter four part nine of famous stories every child should know this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org famous stories every child should know edited by Hamilton Wright maybe chapter four part nine Undine by Friedrich Baron de Lamont folk part nine how the knight and his young bride departed when huldbrand awoke from sleep the next morning he missed his fair companion and again he was tormented with a doubt whether his marriage and the lovely undine might not be all a fairy dream but she soon reappeared came up to him and said i have been out early to see if my uncle had kept his word he has recalled all the straying waters into his quiet bed and now takes his lonely and pensive course through the forest as he used to do his friends in the lake and the air are gone to rest also all things have returned to their usual calmness and you may set out homeward on dry land as soon as you please huldbrand felt as if dreaming still so little could he understand his wife's wonderful relations but he took no notice of this and his sweet undine's gentle attentions soon charmed his every uneasy thought away a little while after as they stood at the door together looking over the fair scene with its boundary of clear waters his heart yearned so toward this cradle of his love that he said but why should we go away so soon we shall never spend happier days in yonder world than we have passed in this peaceful nook let us at least see two or three more suns go down here as my lord wishes answered undine with cheerful submission but you see the old people will be grieved at parting with me whenever it is and if we give them time to become acquainted with my soul and with its new powers of loving and honoring them i fear that when i go their aged hearts will break under the load of sorrow as yet they take my gentle mood for a passing whim such as they saw me liable to formerly like a calm on the lake when the winds are lulled and they will soon begin to love some favorite tree or flower in my place they must not learn to know this newly obtained affectionate heart in the first overflowings of its tenderness just at the moment when they are to lose me for this world and how could i disguise it from them if we remain together longer Huldbrand agreed with her he went to the old couple and finding them ready to consent he resolved upon setting out that very hour the priest offered to accompany them after a hasty farewell the pretty bride was placed on the horse by her husband and they crossed the stream's dry bed quickly and entered the forest undine shed silent but bitter tears while the old folks wailed after her aloud it seemed as if some foreboding were crossing their minds of how great their loss would prove the three travelers reached the deepest shades of the forest without breaking silence it was a fair sight to behold as they passed through the leafy bowers the graceful woman sitting on her noble steed guarded on one side by the venerable priest in the white habit of his order on the other by the youthful knight with his gorgeous attire and glittering sword old brand had no eyes but for his precious wife undine who had dried her duteous tears no thought but for him 
and they soon fell into a noiseless interchange of glances and signs which at length were interrupted by the sound of a low murmur proceeding from the priest and a fourth fellow traveller who had joined them unobserved he wore a white robe very like the priest's dress except that the hood almost covered his face and the rest of it floated round him in such large folds that he was perpetually obliged to gather up throw it over his arm or otherwise arrange it yet it did not seem to impede him at all in walking when the young people saw him he was saying and so my worthy father i have dwelt in the forest for many a year yet i am not what you commonly call a hermit for as i told you i know nothing of penance nor do i think it would do me much good what makes me so fond of the woods is that i have a very particular fancy for winding through the dark shades and forest walks with my loose white clothes floating about me now and then a pretty sunbeam will glance over me as i go you seem to be a very curious person replied the priest and i should so like to know more about you and pray who are you to carry on the acquaintance said the stranger they call me father heilman answered the priest and i belong to st mary's monastery beyond the lake ay ay rejoined the other my name is colborn and if i stood upon ceremony i might well call myself lord of colborn or baron freeherr colborn for free i am as the bird of the air or a trifle more free for instance i must now have a word with the young woman there and before they could look around he was on the other side of the priest close to undine stretching up his tall figure to whisper in her ear but she turned hastily away saying i have nothing more to do with you now heyday said the stranger laughing what a prodigiously grand marriage yours must be if you are to cast off your relations in this way have you forgotten uncle colborn who brought you all the way here on his back so kindly but i entreat you said undine never come to me again i am afraid of you now and will not my husband become afraid of me if he finds i have so strange a family my little niece said colborn please to remember that i am protecting you all this time the foul spirits of earth might play you troublesome tricks if i did not so you had better let me go on with you and no more words the old priest there has a better memory than yours for he would have it he knew my face very well and that i must have been with him in the boat when he fell into the water and he may well say so seeing that the wave which washed over him was none but myself and i landed him safe on the shore in time for your wedding undine and the knight looked at father heilman but he seemed to be plodding on in a waking dream and not listening to what was said undine said to colborn there i can see the end of the wood we want your help no longer and there is nothing to disturb us but you so in love and kindness i entreat you be gone and let us go in peace this seemed to make colborn angry he twisted his face hideously and hissed at undine who cried aloud for help like lightning the knight passed round her horse and aimed a blow at colborn's head with his sword but instead of the head he struck into a waterfall which gushed down a high cliff near them and now showered them all with a splash that sounded like laughter and wetted them to the bone the priest seeming to wake up said 
Well, I was expecting this, because that brook gushed down the rock so close to us. At first I could not shake off the idea that it was a man and was speaking to me. The waterfall whispered distinctly in Holbrand's ear. Rash youth, dashing youth, I chide thee not, I shame thee not. Still shield thy precious wife, safe and sure, rash young soldier, dashing knight. A little further on they emerged into the open plains. The city lay glittering before them, and the evening sun that gilded her towers lent its grateful warmth to dry their soaked garments. End of chapter 4, part 9